This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. I'm like, where the fuck did I go wrong here, okay? Oh, we're going to talk also about why Shane thinks I'm a dick. Or his newest reason and why he thinks I'm a dick. I could give a fucking chimpanzee a pair of fucking uh, keyboard sandals, and they could write a better book than Fifty Shades of Grey. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. All right, so most of us have gone out with somebody who was just completely terrible for us. Somebody who broke your heart, stomped on it, and every single time you would try to move on, you would get serious with somebody else, that person, that boy or that girl would be on the phone calling you going, hey, let's hang out tonight. And they would try to push their way back in. They would do everything they could to make sure that no matter how much they didn't want you, they wanted to make sure that they could have you if they needed you. Well, I had one of these dating antichrists in my life, and when we first broke up, we had made the terrible assumption that we were going to be really good at being friends. Apparently, we were very bad at being in a couple, but we were going to be great at being friends. We were going to maintain the friendship that we had built our relationship on in the beginning. At least that's what we told ourselves. In all reality, we were being delusional as fuck because, let's be honest, if you've been with somebody for three years and it didn't work out, chances are there's a fucking reason you need to move on. But for us, we said, we're going to try and make this work. Well, about six months after we had broken up, I get a call from this girl, we'll call her Beth, and she says, hey, I'm going to a party in American Pie in Atlanta, do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah, cool, no problem, who's going to be there? And she started rattling off some people that we both knew, and I was like, yeah, this sounds great, I'll definitely come with you. She goes, hey, you know what, I've got a hotel room, so if you want to crash with me afterwards, that's fine, you can go get hammered, we'll hang out, then we can go crash at the hotel, and I'm like, awesome. In the back of my mind, I'm pining away thinking, maybe, you know, we're going to go, we're going to hang out, we're going to have some drinks, we'll profess our love for each other, and, you know, we'll, we'll maybe get together in the hotel room and everything will work out. The next day, it'll be magical. That's what I was thinking in the back of my mind. But there was the other side of the back of my mind who had started playing this game of chicken with her, where she would start talking about the guy that she was with, and I would talk about the girl that I was dating at the time, and we were going to be really good at being friends, but we were going to make sure to be really snarky as fuck to each other about the people that we were dating. So the night of the party comes up and what she doesn't realize is she had kind of pissed me off the week before we decided to go to this party. And what she didn't realize was I started talking to one of her friends that was also going to be at the party. And I'd already made a plan to go hang out with this chick and to basically do whatever with this girl when I got there. So night of the party comes, we go out to American Pie, we get out there, it's her birthday, it's Beth's birthday, and everybody's buying her drinks, and because I'm with her, everybody's like, hey, Shane, why don't you take a shot? Hey, Shane, why don't you have a beer? And I'm partying, I'm drinking, and I'm dancing, and if you know me, you know I am not a dancer, and I got my ass out on the dance floor and was busting a move. In all reality, I probably look like a fucking moron, but I was busting my ass on that dance floor. And the girl that I was there to see, we'll call her Alabama, I was out there hanging out with her, you know, chilling with her, making out with her and stuff like that, and making sure that my ex-girlfriend Beth could see. 
But I kept on partying through this entire thing. I'm out there busting a move, trying to make a move on Alabama, trying to make sure that Beth can see, trying to make sure that she gets an eyeful of me making out with another girl. So if we're not going to be together in the hotel room after tonight, if we're not going to wake up with this magical awakening that we should be together, then at least I'm going to do my best to be a shitty person tonight and make out with another girl in front of her. That was what my 20-something-year-old mind was telling me. So I'm hanging out, partying, drinking, dancing, partying, drinking, dancing. And before I realize it, the entire fucking world starts spinning. I realize that I have continued to drink to try and fuel this liquid confidence that I've built up to try and make myself get over the fact that I'm so into this chick who's my dating antichrist and I'm trying to make her jealous that I have continued to pound shots, just shot after shot after shot. And finally, I'm like, you know what? I need to stop trying to play any games and I need to go sit down real quick. I need to just fucking let the world stop spinning. So I make my way over. It's the middle of a crowded ass bar and I go back to our table. Nobody's there. Everybody's out on the dance floor or up at the bar hanging out or trying to get with somebody. And I go sit down at the table all by myself and I lay my head back. And the next thing I hear is somebody going, Hey, Hey, And like, it sounds like this person is 150 miles away from me. That's the way it sounded in my head. They were screaming right up next to my head because it was a club and there was music thumping in the background. But all I hear is, hey, hey. And I finally crack one of my eyes open and I realize that I have fallen asleep in the middle of this booth, in the middle of a bar where there's a shit ton of people around me. And it's one of the bouncers standing over the top of me going, I don't care where you go, buddy, but you can't sleep here. You got to go. And I'm like, what? I I just need to sleep for a minute. And I lay my head back down. And dude's like, no, you got to fucking go. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I need to sleep or I may die. And the dude grabs me by my arm and says, you have to go. You can't hang out here if you're going to be drunk and asleep in the booth. And my ex-girlfriend makes her way over, sees what's going on with the bouncer. And she's like, what's happening here? And I look up at her and I say, there's no way around this. I got to go. And she grabs me by the arm and she starts walking me through the parking lot. And legitimately in the parking lot, three or four times, I am puking in front of her. I'm puking in front of her. I'm puking in front of the 20 or 30 people that are walking past me. We had to walk like a quarter of a mile to our hotel. I'm puking all the way down the side of the road. And I am just so miserable. I cannot even stand myself. I had gotten myself so hyped up on this liquid confidence to try and piss this girl Beth off that I had gotten myself the sickest I had ever been in my entire life. And the next day, we did not wake up and have this magical moment where we got together. In fact, the next day, I woke up with a hangover that I can only assume is what hell feels like the first day you're there. And I looked at her and I said, take me the fuck home, please. And that was that. And I did not end up getting back with her and the whole dating antichrist thing ended eventually. But it was one of those nights where I realized maybe if you're really shitty with someone for a long time, you're never meant to be good with them. Hey guys, welcome back to another week. And now that I'm older, a show about how getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at anowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. And we're also on Twitter with the hashtag Family. It's a family of podcasters who come together to cross-promote each other and spread the word about badass podcasts everywhere. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Family, you're going to find our show 
show as well as the Miller Times podcast, the Screen Tracks podcast, and the Pinot Noir podcast. And this week on episode 115, Kenny is a film critic, kinda. We're going to have a little bit of a longer episode because Nick from Epic Film Guys decided to stop by and he talks about everything from movies, how awesome his stories are, and to basically team up with Kenny against me on pretty much everything that we talk about. Um, So the episode ran a little bit long and we had kind of a shitty Skype connection at times, so I apologize about that, but the show is awesome and we really loved having Nick on the show. So check it out. We'll be right back. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. My wife came to me at one point. She goes, um, you're going to have to start having other people on to tell their stories because eventually you and Kenny are going to run out of stories. And I just looked at her with this puzzled look like, you know that's not true, right? You were there for a lot of the stories. (laughs) For 15 years, you've been helping me make these stories. And you've heard about the previous, like, 20 years before that. So, yeah. So, we've got Nick here from Epic Film Guys. Uh, we're going to do an actual intro and let everybody know that Nick is here from Epic Film Guys. Um, he's here to talk about a lot of different things like uh, my hatred of Mad Max, uh-huh. his hatred of the Goonies, um, how Kenny shot his car one time, a lot of different things. Uh, Nick also tells us he's got a lot of really exhilarating stories revolving around video games. And I'm sure that's that's going to be really like no pressure. Yeah, we need- <laughs> and if it's if it's a story where you just got like the high score on a video game or some shit like that, then I, I've, I've got to be honest. And tell oh, you, we're going to talk this. also about why Shane thinks I'm a dick or new, his newest reason and why he thinks I'm a dick. <laughs> Every single episode of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I always get happy when he tells me that because I work at it. Well, <laughs> and it's it's like a sense of accomplishment. I'm good. I'm fucking with him. Good. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, I want to take you on a journey here. And if if I had the music in the background on a soundboard, it'd be like that. Bling, bling. We're all going back in time and oh, shit. Yeah. My jingles suck. Over two years ago, <laughs> I uh, so a friend of mine called me up and he said, "You should start a podcast." I had no idea what a podcast was. I looked up podcasts and found out what podcasts were. It's like shit. I can do that. So I decided I'm going to start a podcast, and I bring Kenny on. And he's like, I'm not going to be a part of the podcast, okay? I told him I wouldn't do any I'll be, I will be talent. We had just done a movie. It burned me out on, like, having responsibilities on top of all my work. So I told him I will be a talent. I'm not scheduling nothing. <laughs> I'm not organizing nothing. You let me know when I'm supposed to be there, and I will record with you, and I will be talent. But that is where the line stops. Well, that's what Kenny told me after his initial conversation with me. His first conversation was, I'll be on your podcast, but now that I'm older, it's going to be your show, and I'll just be on it every now and then. So I recorded three episodes with Kenny, and then I recorded a couple episodes with some other people. Kenny calls me up right after those episodes like were released and goes, i got to be on the podcast. Those guys were terrible. It was. <laughs> the show sucks without me. It just does. So, the way else is mean enough to tell Shane to be long-winded. What'd you say, Nick? You got to give the people what they want. Exactly. So Kenny comes on the show and slowly, like he, he gets on the show and he's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do when I'm on the podcast. And it was legitimately exactly who he is in real life. Um, he was just that guy on the podcast just turned up to 11. (laughs) So, so we're going along with the show and I'm doing all the work behind the scenes. I'm pulling all the stories. I'm doing the intro work. I'm doing all the mixing. All I the feel recording. not guilty one little fucking bit either. Every bit of the stuff. And slowly with the comments that I'm hearing from people, with the things that I'm getting on Facebook, the things I'm getting on Twitter, I realized that somewhere along the way, 110 episodes into this, this has become the fucking Kenny show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, where the fuck did I go wrong here? Okay. 
Dude, it is, it's what it is. I'm the talent. And Nick, you're you've definitely listened to now that I'm older before. Am I wrong in saying that somewhere from episode one to one ten or one eleven, whatever we're up to now, somewhere along the way, it's become the fucking Kenny show. I think I, I mean I would dare say that it's probably always been that way. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't. He just doesn't know, Nick. <laughs> literally, almost every single one of your shows. I mean, I think I've missed out on like the first ten because when you guys were with uh, Rogue Intel, yeah, they were up on the on the podcatcher to listen to or whatever. So I never caught those. But I mean, you you are faced with the plight of the straight man Shane and I am in the same boat on my podcast because Justin is most definitely just like Kenny he's the talent he's like shows up he does what he does and he you know gets the laughs and everybody you know loves all of his characters and all of his anecdotes and all this shit and I'm left here as the guy that's just trying to kind of keep the lasso around him and just try to pull him back in a little bit closer pull him in a little bit closer and that's that's you that's the, this the struggle this, is this. fucking real, is it not? He's also not mean enough. I mean, what I mean by that is he'll let anybody come on our show. And I'm like, no, they suck. They can't be here. <laughs> I banned his wife. <laughs> she doesn't know it. <laughs> you we, know, I released this to people and she listened. Well, maybe right? this is a nice passive, passive way for us to tell her that we scheduled the show around her work schedule. I never did that. Kenny said, I want to work when Nikki's uh, at work. Kenny was 100% on this. Nikki, I had nothing to do with it. I'm just saying. I Nikki wants to much. hang out. This is not hanging out. I love you very much, Nikki. If she wants to hang out, she has to book her own separate time to hang out with me. I will say it, it is funny when Nikki's on the show because she often puts Shane in his place a lot. That part I do miss. I do like that part. It, it takes some of my point. workload off of me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and admit the fact that I, I'm also working his with shit literally every time. <laughs> I'm also, I'm also working with Kenny on it. I'm just going to say, because there are times where she's here and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> that's what it really comes down to. It's not really a matter of Nikki being good or not. It's that she wants to hang out. And, and that's, we've had a few people on the show who just kind of want to come in and chill and like hang out. And we're like, no, you, you understand that there are people who like to listen to us chat, but they want like good shit yeah. every week. They want good shit from Pe- us. People who don't do podcasting and stuff don't understand there's a rhythm and there's a flow and somebody kind of, being there reading their phone kills the flow of the conversation. There's an awkward pause when you're waiting for them to respond and they're not, they're not present. Especially from a listener perspective. I mean, when you just get used to you two all the time, then when you introduce a third voice, no matter how good or bad that third voice is, it, 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 it's jarring. It's made, sometimes it's good. And sometimes it's like, ah, oh God, I really, you know, you could have used that time to tell another Kenny story, or Shane could have spent longer <laughs> on the opening anecdote or whatever. Give you the know? people what they want. So are you worried that you're going to suffer from comparison to me and Kenny with being the third voice this week, Nick? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm, just beer. I'm just here to have fun. I don't give a fuck. Plus, I never, you know, I always get to talk to you, like, through Potter and family. And <laughs> right, right. Else, we, we do nothing but, you know, bullshit back and forth all the time anyway. But I've never actually gotten a chance to talk to Kenny. So just to hear Kenny, like, live and in person is is worth the experience. Even if it Fun sucks, time. it's still – I get to be here and talk to Kenny, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so but I'm, I could just sit over here and be quiet for a minute. You guys Shane, can just jerk off about Mad Max and you can't – you guys. No, like, we have to argue with you about it. Um, <laughs> see, you don't under, see, that's why I'm the genius of this. Um, you know, I don't – actually, I don't uh, interact with the fans on purpose. To create that sense of what Nick just said. 
that was all tactical and uh, no, also, that's bullshit. And also, and also I just don't. Lazy. I don't feel like fucking doing it. So, <laughs> Shane's like, you want to get on Twitter and have a feed? And I was like, why would you make me a feed? You know, I'm not going to use, <laughs> and I'm just going to use to taunt you with that I don't use. It. I was like, I could make you a, a, an NTIO Kenny Twitter, and he was like, no. <laughs> don't you want to talk to people about the shit? No, no, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, could, you could end it now. I mean, seriously. I'm not kissing their ass. I mean, they listen because they want to listen. I think that it, subconsciously people appreciate that. Well, I, I definitely think that people listen because they want to listen, and people listen to what we have going on. But I do I'm, – I'm liking the fact that we're bringing on more voices now, people who, you know – If they're if they're good. Nick's already doing way better than – well, you know. <laughs> if you listen to that episode, you'll find out. Um, so, yeah, Nick, you uh, you had a story that you wanted to tell us about um, the harrowing time that you were playing video games. Um, and you, you were trying to get the high score. Well, I don't know that Nick really wanted to tell us so much as you told Nick he needed to tell a story while he was on the show. <laughs> that's that's part of that whole being authentic with the fans thing. All right. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I was talking to Kenny about the whole Goonies thing. We're going to bring the Goonies thing up, and we were going to bring up the Mad Max thing. And then if you could just tell a re- really crazy story, and my immediate response to him was like, no, fuck, now i got to come up with a crazy story. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing that me and Kenny like live in an insular world when it comes to crazy yeah, stories like that. Because I can come out with them like left and right because I've had some fucked <laughs> The difference is, is that you guys, whenever you tell your crazy stories on the podcast, it's always you guys as members. Like you guys are always part of that crazy story. Me, I'm usually just a spectator. To somebody <laughs> I'm definitely a catalyst. That's that's almost always the case. I'm I'm almost always the cause of the story as well as being a part of it. We've had more than one story where Kenny did something crazy and I had to clean up after him. Much like the entire dynamic that's on now that I'm older is legitimately the way we've lived a lot of our lives. Hey, we all have our roles, man. Don't be don't be a hater. <laughs> Don't upset the social order, Shane. See, Shane only tells half the story. This whole thing about him having to do all the work is is really, in reality, exactly what he wants. So don't let him poor mouth everybody. Shane is one of those people that has to be busy. And if he doesn't yeah. have something to work on, he'll go fucking insane. So he plays it off like, I just don't want to help him. But he per- he wants to have control of all this stuff on his own anyway. So don't, don't be sending him any sympathy cards, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just like me, if I ever was just like I passed everything over to Justin, I took the audio or I was whatever. I was like, you edit this episode. You do it. All right. And then he actually sat down and did it. As soon as I heard it, I would be like, this sounds fucking terrible. I need to do it myself. And I know that about myself. So, like I said, but like I said, that's that's the that's the, the, the straight man. You to hang yourself <laughs> with, Shane. That's just the, the 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 life that you chose. You're the straight man. You just you have to you have to settle into it and accept it. That you have to be the one that has to deal with like, oh shit, Kenny's telling another fucking insane story again. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is like I I 100% agree with the fact that if I had to step away and like let Kenny do all the work, like Kenny. I'll tell you guys a story of the behind the scenes. Being authentic with the audience, we'll go ahead and tell them. Kenny does all the artwork for the show, and for like the last 10 episodes, he's done the artwork where he's used the new logo and shit, and it's been like really great pictures. But I'll give Kenny the name of the podcast. For the last four <laughs> weeks in a row, I'll tell Kenny what the name and the subject matter of the show is, and I'll do that on Monday or Tuesday. Every single week, I'll do it on Monday or Tuesday. So that gives Kenny all the way until Wednesday night. He's only saying that because I made him do that two weeks ago. He's done it both <laughs> times, and it hasn't it hasn't really improved anything. So 
I tell him, this is the name of the show, this is the subject matter, and invariably, for these three or four weeks now, I am still trying to get a hold of Kenny at one o'clock in the morning on Wednesday night, going, are you going to send me a goddamn picture or what? Wednesday is nap day, and sometimes I forget and take the nap ahead of time. When I take a nap, sometimes it's like from two o'clock in the afternoon to like 9 p.m. That's like a full night of fucking sleep. Well, I sleep two hours a night, so Wednesdays are catch-up days. So... So yeah, that's that's the, my life. Is I turned one thing over to Kenny, one thing, <laughs> and every week I'm having to fucking play catch up every week to try and get it from him. Pictures are still better every single week. Pictures are still better. I was wondering why all the artwork for the podcast got Kenny centric all of a sudden. <laughs> oh no, no, he's picking the titles. I am picking the titles because I. And got last really- week he tells me this is this just plays into what he's already said. He's thinking I think maybe every episode we're gonna name something about. It's Kenny's a pirate or Kenny's something or other. And I'm because like, typically that's the want, way the episodes go. I mean, if you want to, you can. I mean, like I said, I've come to fuck. accept the fact that the show has become the Kenny show and I'm just part of it, you know, over here organizing everything, I mean, talking to people. I mean, honestly, Nick, if he called you and told you the name of the show is Kenny's a pirate, <laughs> what are you going to do for the artwork? <laughs> I mean, it's, Make yeah. Kenny a pirate, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I did. Or, you know, Kenny's running with the mob. Put me in a picture with some mobsters. So I definitely think we've got to bring up the fact that... That's Shane in the Bigfoot suit, though. Yeah, it's totally me. Actually, we did that shoot over at his house, um, and we got a really good camera to do it with. It was, it was a great day. Um, <clears throat> I do think we have to bring up the fact that Nick uh, is on a movie podcast and has never seen Rocky Four. What? That's one of the first things we Oh, have I have a new up. theory about Rocky Four. I've seen the first Rocky, and I did see Creed, the one that came out last year, two you years ago. You saw the newest Rocky, but you've never seen him beat the Russian. Okay? I don't know what kind of traitor uh, terrorist <laughs> doesn't watch Rocky Four, but that movie single-handedly won the Cold War. That's actually part of my theory on Rocky Four. I'm starting to, I think, that possibly Sylvester Stallone was given money by the by the CIA to make Rocky Four. That, that actually makes As perfect sense. As a propaganda sense. tool. It makes perfect sense. And you definitely had... Um, I know, wouldn't have a problem with it if I found out that was true. I would think that's a good use of propaganda uh, on our behalf. The guy playing Gorbachev uh, probably was paid off by the CIA to be to look evil like he did and then be happy at the end of the movie to like give Rocky his props. We're talking about shit that Nick has no idea about. He doesn't understand. I'm just saying, he knows the general gist of the movie. The American goes over there and fights the Russian. I'm thinking that's a propaganda yeah. tool. <laughs> he doesn't need to see the movie to understand that. You're going into all these details, like Gorbachev doing this and that. I don't. You're, that's because you're an asshole. You don't care about Nick's feelings. <laughs> Nick, this is why that. nobody likes you, Shane. <laughs> why, don't come shit. on the goddamn show and play this role. I'll fucking kill you, Nick. <laughs> He's dialed in. I mean, what are you going to do? Is there a virus? I mean, you don't know. See, during like my parents never and I've, I've, I've told Shane, of course, knows this because we've done those fantasy movie drafts with uh, So I Married a Movie Geek. So he knows this. But I mean, did you pick Die Hard 2 is your first pick? No, Lethal Weapon 2 is his first pick. But let, let's hold off on that for a minute. Let's hold off on that for a minute. Fucking 80s action movie. Get the fight. Listen, let's let's talk about the fact that the guy who picked Platoon as his best 80s action movie actually fucking won I'm, somehow. I'm actually going to go ahead and file uh, that. That win is under protest. Um, my list was uh, far and away better. Um, so that the entire you had a great of- list. Paul had a great list, and whether I picked Lethal Weapon two first or not, I still had a solid list. 
So I totally would have beat all you guys, but the same reason I would have beat you guys, I couldn't play, which is I'm too cool for that. <laughs> Kenny has too much hair to play the uh, My hair is perfect. Uh, I keep telling him what he needs to do is he needs to do an all version of I mean basically it would be all you know the talent. It would be all you, it would be my co-host Justin, it would be Wayne, the co-host of the countdown. Just a really quiet guy from poop culture. I guess he could just hang out or whatever. And, and <laughs> not just, talk. The, Did you say poop culture? The, I think it would be it would be audio <laughs> chaos, but I think it would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I got to go on record and say that I don't think that there's any way possible you could record a show with all the co-hosts uh, because nothing would get – if there's not one straight man there to keep things moving, there's no I fucking way. I don't know way. who record it, and I don't know how it would get edited and uploaded, but hey, that's not my problem. It's not on my show. <laughs> you just fucking hit record and walk you, away. You guys just described how producers came about. <laughs> that, that's why there are guys out there in the podcasting world that all they do is sit there behind the scenes and like they handle the mics and all that shit. We don't have one. One of those guys because I'm pretty sure Kenny would run him off in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, I'd run him off. I'm not the one that's, that's pushy <laughs> and demanding. Um, so your parents never like showed you a whole lot of movies as a kid. Like they weren't like. See, my dad had us watching stuff like Young Guns and Cobra with Sylvester Stallone and all that shit. Like my dad was an action movie dude. Cobra was like the worst Sylvester Stallone. Movie. Oh, it was a terrible movie. It was just a god awful. Have you seen Cobra, Nick? No, I have not. But my co-host loves. Then again, bother. he loves all. All things just B movies, so don't bother. <laughs> don't stop or my mom will shoot is better. <laughs> no, it's not, dude. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, that number when we did the we did the worst of ninety two on uh, the countdown a couple weeks ago. That was my number one worst film in ninety two, and it's still Fuck better it. than Cobra. And it, I'm not using it because it's a good movie. I'm using it as an example because it's horrible, and it's still better than Cobra. I listened to. But the, uh, speaking of now that my mom's older. Do you guys remember how savage the Golden Girls were? Oh yeah, dude. The fucking Golden Girls. Like you go back to listen to them, dude. and they, they were racist. <laughs> they were they were racist, and they talked shit about each other getting being whores. Wasn't it? Was it <laughs> Sophia was the oldest one? Or? Yeah, she was. She was uh, Arthur B. Uh, what she B. Name? Arthur's mom. B. Arthur's mom. Yeah. yeah. Sophia was fucking. She was racist. She was the one that was. She was, on, she was the mom and stop her. My mom will shoot. Yeah, I know. And it was it was a god awful fucking movie that I watched like ten minutes of and was like, nope, <laughs> I don't want to be a part of this. Same thing with Kindergarten Cop with uh, so, or with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nope. Did you, they made another one, or I don't know if it came out yet. But did you? Dolph Lundgren did one that went like direct to DVD. That was that direct to DVD market is actually very profitable. Uh, this I, might, uh, uh, what's his name? Fat guy that used to be a martial artist. Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Seagal. That's why he does that's all he does now is make these direct to, to DVD. Because he doesn't care if we dog him out. He's still making tons of money in Thailand and shit. <laughs> Selling them in Bollywood and shit. He invested and, in something in some <laughs> so he's not ever gonna lose any of that nest egg. I don't know, man. Steven Seagal is one of those people that I just never have paid attention to at all. But, I mean, hey, if he can make money going direct to DVD, then by all means, boo-boo, make your paper. Yeah, I hate on nobody. I mean, but there's the one thing I will say about the uh, episode you guys did with the worst of not or the uh, 92 is when you guys did your best of list, nobody had Reservoir Dogs as number one in 92. And that was that was one of the worst things to hear. Yes, did. What the fuck are you talking about? Wait a minute. Yes, I did. You had Reservoir Dogs as number one? Yeah, it was my number one. Boo shade. <laughs> Use a Trump fact. No, 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 no. That's what that's what it was. No, I think it was like Wayne who had it like number three or some shit like that. That's so what pissed the, me off. I, Paul definitely had it at either number two or number one. I had it at number one 
it, it might have been Justin that had it really low on his list because he had Batman Returns as his number one, which I'm as big a Batman fan as anybody, especially Burton's films. But it, I didn't even put it on my top five. I was like, I fucking love that movie, but come on. That movie was shit compared to the first one, though. Yeah, the first one, like when they brought Michael I mean, Keaton out as better, Batman. It was still better than like the Schumacher Batmans. But uh, uh, it wasn't. It was also not the Dark Knight. There's so plenty. Of, there's plenty. It wasn't even Batman Begins. I mean, it was. There's plenty of animated films that are better than fucking the Schumacher Batman's. Uh, Batman Returns suffered from a lot uh, from what a lot of Tim Burton movies suffer from. Tim Burton made <laughs> Batman a Tim Burton character instead of working in Batman's universe. Um, yeah, it's but but I mean realistically, that's the only way they could get him back was they had to give him the keys of the kingdom. They had to say, "Go make a Tim Burton movie out of it," and he was like, "Done." <laughs> Yeah, Batman blowing people up with dynamite and shit. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, in Tim Burton fashion, it was really Tim Burton-y. And that's actually hurt Tim Burton's career here lately, and he's had to learn to get out of that mold. The only, that, that the only is, movie he's had really good success with recently was Big Fish, and he didn't make a Tim Burton movie when he made Big Fish. Uh, yeah, and that, even that was fuck. When did Big Fish come out? Like the early two thousands. Yeah, he's his career stalled. I mean, even even his wife left him. <laughs> <laughs> like a few years John, ago, Johnny Depp single and those two. You know, they're like fifty fucking movies together that he, that he directed. And like I love Johnny Depp too, and I love Tim Burton, but like somebody seriously needs to pull the two of them together and go, "That's enough, of you two. <laughs> you guys need to go and do some different shit because y'all two are fucking too much." Let's let, let's like, sit down and they just decide like, oh, what, what do we want to phone it in on this time? Right, and that's what it's become because they're too comfortable with each other. That's what they got me so angry with one another. That's what got me so angry with uh, the Chocolate Factory, the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie. Watching it, it's I'm a like, great example. And that's why Gene Wilder was pissed off. They made Willy Wonka a Tim Burton character. Yeah, and you cannot do that. Everybody has now. This- all that said, I am super stoked about Beetlejuice too. Oh yeah, now. Oh, yeah. Tim Burton doing Tim Burton movies that he created from the core is what Tim Burton should be doing. It's exactly correct. Yeah. Tim Burton is not somebody that should use other people's characters because he's too in his own head. He should focus on what he's good at. Yeah. The the whole Alice in Wonderland thing, just all the shit that all the terrible, terrible shit that he's done to take characters that we love to make them his characters. is like, Dude, come on. First off, you and Johnny Depp need a trial separation just for a little <laughs> bit. You guys need to go your separate ways and do your separate things and stop stop making musical fuckery. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that Demon Barber shit was going to be good and it was horrible. The Sweeney Todd thing? Yeah, Sweeney Todd was a waste of time. Um, I, I, I just personally like I Despite always, the, what's his name, Alan Rickman's wonderful performance in the movie. I always go back to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because I, I still remember the magic of being a little kid. And every time the TV would get wheeled into the fucking room and we were going to watch Willy Wonka and Gene Wilder was all crazy and shit. It was a point with television, dude. You were stu- like you were tuned in and didn't take a nap like they'd wheel in the TV and you take a nap for a lot of shit. But if it was Gene Wilder, Wilder, man. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. a talent. I just recently watched Blazing Saddles. <laughs> you was so racist. <laughs> Are we okay? I don't know. Are we black? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, have you seen Blazing Saddles? My God, I love that fucking okay, movie. Okay, okay. First time that you had ever seen it? No, 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 no. no I've seen it tons of times. The eyes, watching it through the eyes of an adult's different than watching it through the eyes of a child. And you don't realize how fucking racist it is when you watch it as a kid. Oh, my God. You know, like, they're worried about the fucking cart, and they're not worried about the black guys in the... <laughs> 
Jesus it, Christ, was I raised that racist? How did I not catch that? <laughs> and it was there was a lot of hard R's all the way through that fucking show. Oh, yeah. I mean, through the entire movie, there's kind so many. Kind of makes me appreciate what Samuel Jackson's been saying. Like, why is everybody scared to say nigga now? <laughs> <laughs> what a problem fucking the whole time I was growing up. Oh, no, dude. All the Dolomite and all that shit, all those movies were just fucking way over the top. They had no problem dropping an N-bomb anytime it made sense for the story. But now it's all like, we can't say that. Well, they're pussies. Tarantino, because Tarantino don't give a fuck. That's why Tarantino is successful. The world does not dictate to Tarantino. He dictates to them. Although Tarantino is a uh, victim of what we all suffer from, which is putting on a few pounds in your later life. Because when I saw him in Django, I was like, He's an actor. He don't have to fucking keep an actor. He is an actor. He's in every one of his fucking movies. He started making movies to do that because he's not an actor. (laughs) He puts himself in movies because that's the only way he gets to be in movies. (laughs) And he said that in an interview. Because I... God... It fucking pissed me off so bad because I went and I saw that movie in the roadshow format, the format that he intended people to see it in. And I think he does it in the theatrical version, too. I haven't watched it. I never fucking will. But it's he's you get to the first act and you get to the intermission and then plays that Ennio Morricone score, which is fucking brilliant. And then it comes back and it's just got this lazy fucking shit ass narration from Tarantino. It's like, God damn it. Which movie are you talking about? I got lost along the way. The Hateful Eight. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hateful Eight was not very good. There were parts I, of Hateful I Eight that in I the loved. Show format. You, you had to see it the way that he intended it to be seen. With the You, you sit there in the theater for like, I, I think the first 15 minutes is nothing but the score. So you're just listening to it, and then it does the first act, and then you take like a 10, 15-minute break. And the both of the segments were longer, too. So it was it was just maybe I'm giving points just to the experience as well. But it was it was fucking great. It was just great to just sit there and you get to digest the first half and listen to the score and think about it and whatever. And then it comes back to the second half and he gives that fucking narration. And you're like, go fuck yourself. To me, it was just to me. I think he felt poisoned. That the script got leaked and he didn't put the same heart he put into it in his last like. I wouldn't agree with that. Five yeah. movies. Um, he, he, definitely was, he was even going to make it at all. Right. And, you know, originally the, it was supposed to be Django, not the character uh, Samuel Jackson played, which I didn't know. Um, I think he did a lot of rewrites. And I think, not that I, I think there's anything wrong with it. Sometimes when you're in the film business, I think you just have to get make some money um, if you want to keep your brand going. And he wasn't yeah. happy that it got leaked because it's Tarantino. We can all say for sure Tarantino is not necessarily a logical person, but very much an emotional person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can see that affecting his filmmaking. Um, Hateful Eight, just, you know, it was not on the same level as um, Django or uh, the, the Glorious Bastards at all. No, definitely. It, it definitely wasn't. It's kind of like when I go back and watch um, Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, and then I'll try to watch Jackie Brown. I'm like, dude, Jackie Brown is just a piece of shit compared to everything else. Like, compared to those gangster-style movies that he had, it was yeah. great that he was able to bring De Niro in and shit like that, but it was like... It wasn't a very good movie, and that's just how it goes sometimes. <laughs> but yeah. I agree with you. It, not everything is going to be... Like, for David Fincher, he's definitely done some shit, but he also, you know, does a fight club every now and then, and you're like, well, okay, he's a badass. 
Except for Joel Schumacher. Pretty much everything he's done sucks balls. Pretty much everything he touches turns to shit. Actually, he's done some good movies that we forget about, but, but he did such a shit job on Batman that he, he lost that credit. No, fuck him. <laughs> everything he does from now on will relate to the fact that he fucked up Batman. I kind of want to punch him in the face. That really fucking creepy noir flick that he did, fucking 8mm with Nicolas Cage. I actually really like that movie. That was a good movie, actually, yes. Well, Shane, Shane, Shane can't watch it because he has his irrational hatred of Nick Cage. <sighs> Like, I'm thinking about getting a poster size Nick Cage picture and putting his head on a stick. Every time Shane starts aggravating me, I'm just going to hold that up to, to taunt him. Let me uh, let me just go ahead and pull the podcast over to the side and say that fuck Nicolas Cage. Party. What'd you say? That's why, actually, there, there's a story I can fucking tell you guys because we've never told it on our podcast. It'd be a great fucking story for you guys. But for my bachelor party for the fucking weekend, I hate Patrick Swayze. I absolutely, I absolutely fucking hate Patrick Swayze. I like, it, it, granted, some of the movies that I've seen, like him in, like are decent enough movies, but like, like Dirty if, Dancing. Him, no, fuck you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Him as an actor, like, I've, I think he's devoid of any talent. I think he delivers all of his lines wooden, and literally he <laughs> is like molded male Megan Fox. That's the way I always. <laughs> I still feel as though he was robbed of the Oscar for um, his masterful performance in Roadhouse. I think he was pretty much shit until the end of his career when he did Beast. Um, Beast was that the last series he did before he passed away. I think he did a different performance in that simply because mortality uh, was staring him in the face. But generally, I would not disagree with you, Nick. But you should check out that last show he did. It was, I think, a Netflix show. Yeah, I think. I say network, I think, maybe. maybe. Wasn't that pre-Netflix? I don't know. It might have been. It's been yeah, a long the time. The guy who went on to play Ragnar and Vikings was in that yeah. show. And uh, he was pretty hardcore in that show. But I think, again, that was Point. only because morality was staring him in the face. It was He did that show after he got his diagnosis. Oh, shit. Yeah, I I'll s- have to check that out. I still but go back it- to... I still go back to... Um, how magical the performances were in Point Break between he and Keanu Reeves. Just that hey, much hey, acting hey, talent hey, on the hey, screen. Yeah, you're violating what? one of our rules. It's movie, though. You're vi- like I got to call Shane out. He's wait. breaking a rule. What rule am I breaking? We have Keanu Reeves on the on the do not criticize list. <laughs> we do actually have him on the do not criticize list. <laughs> we cannot make fun of anything Keanu. Keanu Reeves is a great fucking person. So he, in real life, he, gets, he, yeah, yeah, he, he has, done, yeah, he has done so many nice things for people. We have a list that if you do stuff like that, we will put you on the no criticize list. So do some nice shit, Nick, or we're definitely making fun of you. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to my story. Anyway, so Justin, I, I, prior to my bachelor party, I had never seen Roadhouse. Okay, so Justin has this idea. He's like, first of all, he brings this Patrick Swayze head on a stick. It's sitting next to my desk still. I still have it. He's like, you have to carry this around with you all fucking weekend. And I'm like, fine, whatever. So I'm carrying it around with me. And he's like, all right, we're watching fucking Roadhouse. And, you know, no lie. We're sitting there. It's like, I don't know, Saturday evening or whatever. It's getting later on in the evening. And everybody wanted to go to a strip club or whatever. And, you know, Halfway through the fucking movie, the power goes out. <laughs> so you power missed it back on. So that's when we left to go to the strip club, right? So this was right after Prince died. And I mean, right after. Literally, like, I maybe maybe a couple days, if a week. Like, it was very, very close when Prince had passed away. And so the funniest fucking thing, the most memorable thing of the night. You know, Justin was relatively quiet. He, he would come around and harass me for the Swayze head every once in a while. And he was just doing whatever the whole night. But I'll never forget it. We're all sitting at the stage or whatever, right? And all of a sudden, titties. 
one of Prince's songs comes on, and I shit you not, Justin, who you 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 basically he might have might as well not have even been there. Jumps up out of his fucking seat, double fist pump in the air, screaming, "Yes, yes, I fucking love you, yes!" Because the fucking guy played Prince. I shit you not. <laughs> So a guy who's just been kind of a wallflower all night, like fucking with you, jumps like up. A direct to- I like Prince too, but <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like it seems he like really, he really, Prince. really into Prince. Like, and the the one thing I do have to say about uh, strip club DJs is pretty much like no one ever like they don't get enough love and respect. I mean, you can't hear most of what I they're mean, saying. Part of me wants to know why he was surprised that Prince was playing the strip club. Maybe I'm. Maybe most people don't spend as much time in strip clubs as have I do. Any questions beyond what it was? But it's just like I said. You, he might as well not have even been there the whole time because you know he barely made any noise. You know, I talked to him maybe a couple times here and there. You know, we were sharing beers, and I was. I had a ton of other friends there, so I was hanging out with all my friends and stuff. And then, like, legitimately, like it was the it was the most animated and most excited anyone had gotten. Friends. Literally the entire fucking night. And he, I could, I swear to God, like, think of the most excited you've ever been. And you, like, threw yourself up out of a chair, like, fist pumping because you were so excited. Justin was more excited than that to hear Prince. <laughs> like the first time I saw Santa Claus or some shit like that. Like, like Justin was more excited <laughs> than me seeing Santa Claus as a he, child. He, he, he did have a good time pretty much every time I went to a strip club because Prince is, is standard <laughs> issue <laughs> at the strip club. Let me go ahead. And, Darling and, Nikki, Little Red oh, Corvette, man. you know. Doves cry like it, it's pretty. It's pretty consistent, and I don't even spend purple the, rain's near, big on, in there. And I don't yeah. spend nearly as much time in strip clubs as Kenny. Um, I used to. Hang, I used to have business to attend to there. No, you didn't. You used to hang out with the mob in strip clubs. That was they business. Had business to attend to. My business was making them laugh. Fuck you. Your business was hanging out with the mobsters and getting free drinks and other party favors. Is what your business was. Off the of titties. <laughs> Great episode. Oh, you, you enjoyed the episode where Kenny was uh, snorting blood That's off strippers' titties and shit. I got no shame. I'll admit what I've done. That's why the crowd likes me. <laughs> I, was a, I, was a, I was a player in this life, not a spectator. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely was not a spectator in this life. <laughs> no, you just lie about it. See, your job doesn't hear about it, you coward. <laughs> listen, listen. I have an image to uphold. I'm an insurance agent by day. And I'm a crazy person by night. His other people in his job are like, yeah, you don't think we're all crazy, too. You're douche, man. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't somebody make fun of you for like... <laughs> no, definitely. Somebody admitted something to me the other day at work, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and you acted shocked, and they acted like you were like a weirdo. <laughs> you don't know everybody smokes? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Most of the doctors I know smoke weed dude are you fucking serious uh, I, I i have to stop this conversation right here they don't care either anything about the <laughs> they doctors don't, they don't care i'm not saying anybody name, naming anybody specifically and plus you know it's a podcast it's like nobody's checking our podcast you don't know that i, I was gonna get braces there <laughs> <laughs> but dr schmidt smokes weed <laughs> he implied that you might smoke weed who's dr schmidt i don't know but there's one out there. That's that what my doctor weed. calls me when he has me out there doing shit. Dr. Schmidt. <laughs> Actually, it's Dr. Schmidt, which I thought you would find ironic. <laughs> like, I could see somebody calling me Dr. Schmidt. As long as he's not taking a rip well, off of it right before he goes into my mouth with a couple of fucking pointy things. That would be really irresponsible. I, I, as long as, <laughs> as long as the dentist doesn't Here, go in my now mouth. Here's, and that's a, you, know, you bring up a good point, Nick. Why does everybody do that with drugs, but not alcohol? If you drink a drink after work, 
Nobody assumes you're taking a, a siphon to work and, and taking a shot right before you go to work. But if you tell people you smoke weed after work, like you don't smoke weed before you come to work, do you? Do you get drunk before you go to work? No, that would be stupid and irresponsible. Why is that assumption automatically made? Because the world seems to think that if you're doing any well, sort of smoking or anything like madness. that, exactly. <laughs> we, our attorney general actually believes that now. That's fucking fabulous. Thank That's you, the America. same mentality that uh, you know keeps federal laws on the books to uh, make it illegal, basically. Well, it's just the cigarette industry going. I mean, fuck those people with the pot, dude. No. Well, a lot well, of because hemp could replace so much plastic and things. <laughs> Like hemp could replace literally like all the shit plastic does. Hemp could replace like eighty five percent of it, or something like that. We can't have so, that. Yeah. We, we can't have that. There's well, a plastic the, industry that has to be served, Nick. You need to stop talking crazy talk. One thing shit. I've noticed is anybody who's actually smoked weed or been around people that smoke weed should be asking people why they're okay with alcohol but not weed. Because if we can get more people smoking a little bit of weed and stop drinking, because weed doesn't turn anybody into an asshole. Alcohol turns approximately half the people that drink it into douchebags. I'm a really nice guy when I'm drinking. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. I used to fucking believe that. Only yeah, because, I, you're a, a smart man, a, Nick. I've done enough podcasts with you, and B, I've heard Kenny tell enough stories. That's why he, he's not allowed to drink when we podcast, actually. <laughs> I podcast every or I drink when I podcast doing the, uh, the movie drafts every time, and by the end of it, I am ruthless. And I, I know I am, so I stopped myself last time, or at least I tried you know, to. No, I won't do it. I told him he's not allowed to drink when he does podcasting with me, because he also, he has a job to do, which is to keep us on track, and, and we I both can't go, we can't both go off the reservation, <laughs> So, only one vote for that. There's only one Kenny on this show. God damn it! If I drink, suddenly there's no straight man anymore at all. It's just, it's <laughs> and wild it's only pants. a matter of time before we're going to get into a fight. So. <laughs> all right, um, Shane, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're being an asshole. I mean, more so than usual. I I don't think I'm ever an asshole. I think I'm just a, a very straight laced guy who tells yeah. it like it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not afraid to tell people about themselves. That's all I'm saying. So I'll be a hundred percent honest with you guys and say I've only tried to drink a couple of different times when I was recording the show, and the show went off the fucking rails so fast. Kenny was like, "Let's not ever do this again," which was fancy code for saying don't ever drink when we're recording because I never do it and you sound shitty when you do it. So for the good of the show, I decided I would never drink again while we're recording the show. Next up, we're gonna run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're gonna talk about why Nick hates a movie that everybody else in the entire fucking world seems to love. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Rising from the depths of a state called Michigan, two inebriated dorks prepare their plan for intergalactic domination. Mixing their extensive knowledge of geek culture with their insatiable thirst for alcohol. These two man-children bring you a show like you've never heard before. They will tell you tales from faraway lands and have you questioning their taste in beer. But make no mistake, friend, for the best coverage of your favorite comics, films, and TV shows, there's no better source for you to get your fix. So listen up, strap in, and prepare yourself as Jake and Tom 
conquer the world. So, uh, how does the dealio sound to you? Now That I'm Older has kicked off our very own Patreon over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And I was able to get a couple of thoughts from Kenny about our brand new Patreon. The fuck is a Patreon? As you can tell, he's very excited and so am I. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. It's going to allow you to pick from different goals that we've set up, things that we want to do to accomplish a better podcast for you guys, to bring you guys a better podcast every single week and to get you guys a better now that I'm older. We've got some things that we're going to need to do and we're going to need your help with them. But if you give us help, we're going to give you something right back. Things like shout outs from Kenny, stickers, t-shirts, exclusive content, all sorts of stuff. So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older and I'm going to close out now with a few more words from Kenny about what he thinks about Patreon. I thought you were talking about a role-playing character. You thought Patreon was a role-playing character. It sounds like one of the bad guys they would throw at us. There's your commercial. Thanks. Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. I'm kind of like Sam Malone from Cheers, where everybody's a potential target if they qualify. So I don't want to fuck that up by going too deep into the stories. For uh, for all you guys who have no idea, Sam Malone was a bartender on a show named Cheers back in the 80s. If they don't know, they should be listening to the show. Dude, there are young people who listen to how that I'm older. Well, do your goddamn research, young people. Could be lazy fucking millennials. <sighs> twats. Well, Nick, I'm going to go ahead and say thank you for being on the show. Um, Kenny's obviously being mean to the audience now. It's obvious that we've reached the end of his uh, capability to be nice. I don't have. I don't start with that. <laughs> I'm not mean to them. I just expect them to do their their end. They had to keep okay. up on their end. So, Nick, I want you to uh, tell the audience, tell the now that I'm older people, where we can find you and your podcast and the person that you have to control on a weekly basis. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, Epic Film Guys everywhere. Literally, any social media platform, pretty much uh, any podcatcher. Whatever, just search for Epic Film Guys and you'll find us. I think in Google we're like the first three pages worth of search results, <laughs> something like that. So you guys have yep. the uh, the SEO has been optimized for you guys, pretty much. Like you guys have and, all of it. Well, thanks for coming, <laughs> Nick, um, and agreeing with me that Shane's a moron for his opinion on. Uh, hey, hold on a minute, Nick can't leave. We have not even touched Goonies yet. That is correct. <laughs> we haven't touched Goonies I'm try- yet. I'm, like I said, because you're my ally in this war against Shane and uh, Mad Max issue, uh, I- I'm trying to keep an open mind. So I want to hear out why you don't like Goonies first before I uh, f- offer my opinions. Have you, have you ever just watched one of those movies? Like you, you watch a movie and... The whole time you're watching it, you, you know, a bunch of people recommended it to you or a bunch of people were like, oh, yeah, this is such an awesome movie. This is such a fun movie. I think it's great, whatever. And the whole time you're watching it, you're like, I just don't fucking get it. Like, you just don't understand why people are into it. Goonies is one of those movies for me. Like, I don't find any of the kids in, at all endearing or engaging. I just find the whole thing to be kind of a muddy and ugly and kind of shitty little thing. You know, it's just it's it's one of those things where I just I can't get into I, I just can't invest myself in it. Like I've and, and it's Richard Donner. I fucking love Richard Donner. I love the Lethal Weapon movies. I love the Superman movies he did. Like he's a fucking great director, but I just when I watch it, I just how how old were you when you saw it? Oh shit. See, this is the problem. Way, way past 
the prime. Like I didn't see it probably until I was in my twenties. Oh, that's that you, you got first. fucked. You, you got fucked. You have to see Goonies when you because it's not made for people that are over the age of eighteen. That's what Donner was doing. Donner made a movie for kids, and if you watch it as a kid, Goonies is magical. So without the nostalgia factor, yeah, it comes off as corny to an adult. But I think that's where where you where you developed a hatred that seems so odd to the rest of us. Is I think the rest of us have seen this movie when we were still at that age where, you know, like Mr. Rogers. I don't know if you guys know this, but the reason Mr. Rogers talks the way he does on the show and that real slow rhythm is because there's actually scientific data that shows children learn and understand better at that rhythm. Adults operate on a much faster rhythm. Okay. So storytelling is the same way. You kind of have to be corny for kids to get it. If You know, you can't leave anything for the audience to understand on their own. And when we made our movie, I don't know if Shane remembers, but I always kept saying that and this is the kind of movie the audience has to do their part. Right, the audience has to do their own, like... We can't reveal everything or it comes off as really corny. So well, The audience always have to do that, personally. That's my preference, but... Well, you... you our thought when we were making the movie was you have you can show the audience two plus two, but you don't have to tell them that it equals four. They Correct. have to figure that out on their own. You can give them all the details and let them. You do need their own to have thing. the pieces of the puzzle there, but you can't put it together for them. Whereas Goonies is made for children, so you have to pretty much line those puzzle pieces up in a very linear fashion. That's it, to an adult comes off as corny. When I was a kid watching Goonies, like I just doctor filled the shit out of this subject. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Can you take it to daytime television and shit? Um, but when I was a kid, contact like, watching, me TV. We could work out a show. Got to get Shane some kind of producer job. I was about to say, if, you don't, if you don't bring me along, <laughs> Kenny will never stay on track. Don't, don't worry. You don't have to put him on screen. You don't have to worry about his stories. Uh, but when I was a kid, as a little kid watching Goonies, like I was a poor fucking kid. Like legit, you guys have heard. I had to go to other people's houses and steal water. Okay, it's not a joke. This is real. This is real fucking life. What's funny is that that is a factual statement, ladies and gentlemen. Hashtag his Shane's father life. sent him to steal water. Like, you guys lived in biblical times or some shit. <laughs> um, we need you to just steal water from the town, boy. <laughs> what the fuck were y'all, like raiders? Biblical <laughs> times, they had to have their kids go pick up their weed for them, too. Well, you you definitely know that you had to get herbs from the people in the next town, and you would send your children. <laughs> so, as a kid, like, watching Goonies, like, seeing these young kids that had, like, fucking nothing. They were from this poor part of town, like, going to get the treasure and all that yeah, shit. I gleaned onto it. Like, just like Kenny said, like, it, it, it spoke to me. So, as an adult, like, that still jumps out of me. Now, there's obviously all the gross shit that goes on behind the scenes, like, the whole... That's why I can't get into Power Rangers. That's why I understand where you're coming from. Because Power Rangers... I was too old when Power Rangers came out. I was, like, eighth grade. And at that point, you're pretty cynical. <laughs> Middle school is where you learned how to be a cynic. As and soon as you realized Santa Claus wasn't real, you thought you found out the entire world. It's was not full just of lies. that. You find out that nice people are not the normal in middle school. You find out that everybody's really just a dick. And only nice when they have to be assholes, basically. Yeah, you understand. You start. To, you learn that the human element is assholes. <laughs> Very true. So you become pretty cynical in middle school. So for Power Rangers being as over the top as it is, and aimed at children it did nothing for me at all now I used to kind of debate myself I was like I wonder if this is like a foreign thing and they, <laughs> they dubbed over it because this is like Bollywood bullshit quality <laughs> I can't believe LA put this out but apparently oh. no it's, uh... <laughs> 
Um, so Correct. as far as I mean, I really was expecting Kenny to go harder in on you than that, um, and he just dropped it like some Doctor Phil knowledge um, as far as Goonies. So um, that was great. I'll concede, I'll concede to anybody like that. I don't think Goonies is like a poorly made movie by any means. I think it's I think it definitely is well made, but I also think it has its audience and it I'm just not that audience. Like like I said, I I discovered it way later in life where I watched it and I didn't get that magic and get that that whole nostalgia thing cuz I mean you're talking I I watched it in my 20s, so I watched it in like the 2000s. You know, and it's it's absolutely a product of the 80s too. Like oh, absolutely. I, I grew up as a kid. So, you know, like I have that connection back to the 80s, but, you know, like I think it's one of those movies where like most, if not everybody that was this movie, they watched it growing up as a kid in the 80s. I I couldn't even show it to a kid nowadays. I don't even know if they would really care about it, but. You know, it was just it was one of those movies that was a product of its time. And like I said, I get it. I get why people love it, but I just fucking hate it. I just I when I watch it, I'm like, I don't get what the fuck all you guys are on about. So, like, it's just it's, it's a combination just, of wrong audience and being oversold to you. Yeah. And, so, and that's so. the other thing. Another good story for you guys, then, is my wife is she absolutely loves the Princess Bride, her favorite movie of all time. She good absolutely movie. loves this good thing. Movie. So we first got together. You know, she went over the moon about this thing. She's like, oh, Princess Bride, Princess Bride, Princess Bride. And I had never seen it. She's like, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And I watched it. I mean, it's got fucking Andre the Giant. And I fucking loved wrestling <laughs> all my fucking life. Like, I watched the movie. And it's it's not the movie. And I liked it. Like, I enjoyed it. But I, I didn't fucking, like, fall head over heels in love with it or anything like that. It wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the greatest fucking movie I've ever seen. It was good. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it. And I get why. It's her favorite movie of all time. Like, I get why she puts it on that pedestal, but for at the same time, it's like that magic doesn't always that. hit everybody. Well, that 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 movie also applied back to the, you had to see Princess Bride when it was out because Andre the Giant was at the height of his fame. I mean, Carrie Ells was at the height of his fame. I understand what Nick's saying. I love no, that I, movie too, I but it. I would never put it on the same level as Fight Club. No, definitely not. It's not even eligible. <laughs> no, it's not in the Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, True Romance. Like, it's not even in that stadium. But there are people where they would say the same exact thing in reverse. Yeah. Most of them yeah. girls. <laughs> well, the, the, the people out there who are like, dude, Harry Potter is fucking amazing. It's a totally different, like, somebody, I've had so many people come to me and go, you would love the Harry Potter movies. You love fantasy. I mean, you love this. You love that. people that think Fifty Shades of Grey is good. Yeah. It, it <laughs> made are. plenty of fucking money so much that yeah, they made a second one. Out there. I mean, I can I can give a fucking chimpanzee a pair of fucking uh, keyboard sandals, and they could write a better book than Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm not talking about the subject matter or anything. I'm talking about the basic fucking writing, like yeah, fucking structure and shit like that. Like the Jane books or the the Jane C. Spot Run books. Those are written with more fucking prose than that this fucking. It's called keyboard sandals. <laughs> I'm patenting that, by the way. Nobody <laughs> trying to steal my shit. Fucking I'm going to take over the world with fucking chimpanzees and fucking keyboard sandals. Better than the last... Take that, Adam North Korea! <laughs> Better than the last ten Adam Sandler films. All the movies that Kenny's Monkeys make with keyboard sandals. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye. 
That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. We got a million more, guys. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up for the night. No. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean you don't want to wrap the thing up? We're not, we can't wrap up a podcast I'm not on. It doesn't make any sense. If we each have a destiny, or if we're all just floating around accidental like on a breeze, but I, I think maybe it's both. <laughs> <laughs>